The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Exclusively on the network on BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Sean Fritz. You didn't get stuck. You were supposed to get stuck and you didn't get stuck. I didn't through I a did. series. Well, <laughs> you don't have to brag about it. I don't know about bragging, bro. I was, I'll tell you there for a few days after I was like, why the hell did I do this to myself? Because you want to wear a mask. Don't want to, you don't want to wear a mask. In enclosed spaces Later. with others that are vaccinated. I think that's yeah. the only thing that's really cool about it is that as long as I'm around all the different people that are around me are vaccinated, I could be at a house party and not worry about, you know, any government coming and knocking on the door telling me it's too many people. Chris, you could go to Florida. Go to Florida and lick doorknobs. I mean, do you do that? <laughs> Did you do that pre-coronavirus? Because, man, that's... Uh... Oh. That's just, that's just putting it to the test, bro. I'm just putting it to the test. Um, yeah, it's dude, I test. ended up getting it because so you knew I was going to be running those clinics, those last minute clinics that we had um, where we were, you know, I was I was helping coordinate it. And the way it works, and I, I'm sure you know this, is that these vials have only cert, a certain amount of doses, 10 to 11 doses in them. And they will not open another vial unless they have 10 people ready to get uh, shots, Right. So throughout the day, we had people who were like not showing up or canceling and, and decide, you know, changing their mind, deciding not to come in. So more and more, it was just kind of offsetting the amount of people we had. Who decides not to come in? Bro. Change their mind. I don't want government nanites in, in my arm or tracking my wherever I go, whatever I do. Well, I don't know hey, that Alex that's Jones. their thing, but for me, it's just kind of like, like, you know, you were, you were kind of prepped about this. You were asked weeks and weeks in advance that when it becomes available, would you be interested? Yes. Cool. You're on a list. Now it's interested. We're going to call you and say, this is the day. Are you still interested? You say, yes, cool. Let's schedule you. Like why go through the trouble just to be like, you know what? I kind of changed my mind. Now that's I get like, it. That's like asking the question, are you really a moron? <laughs> why would you say yes, yes, yes. And all of a sudden say no. Right. Well, I mean, the one thing I could say is you could, I get you know, maybe getting that cold feet. Maybe you were like feeling kind of pressured to say yes, or I don't They're know. They're not getting married. Know. It's not a, well, I mean, it's a lifetime decision. Uh, I mean, but <laughs> you yeah, never know, right? Yeah. Because we don't know how long it lasts in the system. Well, apparently i found this out, which is fun. Uh, it's yearly. This is something we got to do yearly. What? Yeah. 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 They said us after you get your second dose, we'll see you in a year. That's what they're going to tell you. Yes. That's, that's a I, new, I didn't know that. And that's it, the deal. So is that not public knowledge? Is that it's, it's well, it's out there. It's just first? that a lot of people don't talk about it much, but it's out there. It's a year. It's going to be a yearly vaccine like the flu vaccine, but this one's you know because it's a deadlier type of a thing. I'm wondering if is it going to be like the flu thing in terms of like 
do we start to build up natural kind of, you know, because we're being injected with it after a while, our cells just kind of produce what's needed to, to fight this thing off? So there's a, um, there was a story, oh, maybe two years ago by now. Here we go. Dr. Sean is in the house. Um, uh, I cannot cite my sources. I don't know where I heard this from. So definitely take this, take this as law. Um, But uh, the, there was a study done for nursing home patients. Those that had in flu season, those that had a lot of flu shots throughout the, throughout the years, Mm -hmm. they're all a bunch of different variants or Mm -hmm. what's, you know, the, I don't know how they name them flu shot, yeah. you know, flu type number one through flu. whatever the mutated version is. And it's usually yeah. you're, you're getting what was the last year's mutation by the time you're getting it or something like that. Or, or the speculation of what this year's will be if it's like a rehash or something, but right. People that older folks in like their fifties and older that had a lot of flu shots were less likely to get the flu because they had an immunity to all these different variations through one shot one time, not none of this yearly crap, but you know, they were versus people that didn't get a lot of flu shots, such as myself, because I hate them, not the needle, but because. But do you typically get the flu though? Like, are you a person that no. gets the flu? Me neither, dude. I stopped getting flu because I remember when you were a kid, it was, it felt like we were forced to do it. It was something we had to do. We got a flu shot or our parents just like, kind of took us for the flu shot. But I remember like getting it in school. Physical. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember getting it in school. Uh, oh really? We didn't do that. You just had to be vaccinated. It's like uh, measles, mumps, rubella. Oh, maybe, maybe it was uh, for school, but I it wasn't at school. It was um, under the guise of school, at the very least. Something, yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump into this, folks. This is not a COVID nineteen vaccination podcast. This is Silence Your Phones movie review podcast. This week we're jumping into the festive spirit, uh, the luck of the Irish. We're jumping into Leprechaun. The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped to a little town in South Dakota whose luck may have just run out. in which the leprechaun has an accent that just kind of jumps in and out throughout the film. 
Did you notice this through the whole film? Like at first, I'm like, where's this? Irish? There's no Irish accent. There's none at all happening here. And then once in a while, it would kind of pop up. It was like a cackling. It was like an American cackle mixed with like nursery rhymes of in in English or in well, the whole movie was in English, by the way. In uh, in uh, with a very American <laughs> child accent. Wow. Um, you know, and just yeah, there yes. was a lot of. Uh, um, let's say they didn't have a dialect coach in this movie. Oof. Leprechaun is a 1993 American horror. It's listed as an American horror comedy. Uh, one of the things I was looking at, I, I, so, you know, watching these movies, now that we do our reviews and stuff, you know, I watch them with a critical eye. I've said this many times now. I, I watch them more analytically, but then afterwards, I like to read into it too. look up articles, maybe, you know, reviews from when they came out, um, you know, maybe little tidbits of behind the scenes types of things. And one of the things I saw was that initially this was written to be a straightforward horror film. It was going to be a, a horrifying, just straight horror film, but it wasn't until they got Warwick Davis uh, on board and, you know, going through reading, going through the read through and just kind of playing the character. He, he went to the director who also also wrote the film and was kind of like, you know, I think this would work if, if we made him a little bit more funny. We made it a little bit more comedic. And so the director was like, cool, let's just do that. And the film became what we saw today or whenever you did watch that Uh a, a horror comedy but not a comedy in terms of like Shaun of the dead comedy i think they just said comedy because it because at the end it was just like they watched it and went oh shit this is not as good as we thought it was gonna be sure it wasn't a comedy of errors <laughs> i mean financing producing filming ooh, editing ooh, acting ooh, 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 ooh. writing dude the dialogue on this this is gonna be fun uh is you it? keep <laughs> yeah you keep saying it <laughs> um Let's 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 get into this, dude. You've never seen this before. This was your first time seeing it as well. Yes. Okay. Very I've seen it a long time, time ago, uh, and I don't think I've revisited it since maybe my early twenties. And I don't remember feeling like it was this bad in my twenties. I think I was a little bit more accepting of cheesier horror at the time. But now watching it again with a critical eye, this is going to be. This is going to be. I, I keep saying it's going to be fun because there's a lot to discuss and a lot to say in regards to this film. Let's get oh, into yeah. the plot. There's a lot to discuss. Let's get into the plot. Easy plot. The leprechaun has his gold stolen, wants it back, and will stop at nothing to do so. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. the house in which he's being kept, once he was trapped into a crate at the beginning of the film, the houses in which he's kept, new people are moving in. This is Jennifer Aniston and her dad. She's supposed to be a teenager in this film, and she's actually 23, I think she was, when she filmed it. Sounds like Beverly Hills 90210. Well, it was the 90s, bro. It was the 90s. Oh, we saw what the uh, fashion choices. The LA and gear the sneakers, bro. Oh, my goodness, man. Those, I was like, look at those things. They're rad. Dude, and the, the, entire, uh, the entire movie, man. The entire I forget the, uh, the, well, we'll get to it with the actors. Oh, but. yeah. So this is 93. Um, you know, so uh, they move in and... Uh, this entire film takes place in one day it takes place. She moves in at the, you know, it's, it seems like it's maybe mid afternoon. She's moving in. She meets the painter and, and his, uh, his little sidekick of friends there. And uh, basically they end up trying to survive the rest of the day being chased by this leprechaun who wants his gold back. <sighs> that's the plot. There's nothing else to it. It's literally that that's, that's, that's the movie. It's survival. 
<laughs> so not, survival not only the actors but or the characters but to the end to the end credits there was a few things about this plot that i was just like okay you know there's the plot is a straightforward plot in, in regards to this weird leprechaun um you know but there's so many things in this film that you were just like hang on a second hang can we hang on a second um i don't even know where to start i really don't even know where to start uh well she was a little overboard and and it didn't it wasn't believable in terms of like this i'd rather be in la and and a high high rise hotel talking about beverly hills and like who was she trying to em- supposed to be emulating? I don't know, like, but it was it didn't work. It didn't work at all, dude. Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. Um, then he okay. So there's an the, we have the painter right, and his helpers are a what is he an eight nine year old boy, a ten year old boy? How old is this kid? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. His name is Alex Murphy. Alex Murphy. Why do I know that name? Dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> if Shut only, up. if only he said that in the Dude. movie, I would give it ten out of ten. I was like, why do I know that name? That's amazing. Um, but this kid is like an eight year old kid. Is supposed to be like his business partner. The kid talks like he's a businessman. He's annoying as shit too. Yes. More on that later. And then we've got a ten year old Pee Wee Herman's bully. If you've ever seen uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, uh, the guy who played what's his name? I, I don't know. Uh, um, Ozzy Jones, Ozzy, my yeah. Also, the grown-up, you're gonna lose kid from A League of Their Own. Yes, exactly. Uh, he plays this kind of dim-witted helper that helps the the painter in in this uh, in this movie. Um, but this is the painting crew. Like, I'm I'm thinking to myself, come on, like for real. There's this guy. Is it summertime? Oh, it is summertime, right? Because mm-hmm. she's staying with him for the summer. Because I was like, why is this kid not in school? But that makes more sense now. It's summertime. But overall, dude, it was just the, the, it was so ridiculous. There's some something's going on with the uh, the car engine. This kid jumps out and <laughs> just shoving his hand. Just he's just shaking the. He's <laughs> like he, he's plugs. like your standard mechanic. I'm just gonna open, you know, just like jam these things back. You just in shake a it bit. around for a little bit. Yes, yeah, found him to start then, but he's got to shut. Go. The, he's got to close the hood and get back in the car before they start it. Like, is it in gear or something? I don't know, man. Um, what else? What else in this film was just like it was it was off it was so off the wall. So when you have a leprechaun chasing you, just throw some shoes at him. You're good. Distracts him. Well, that's like his weakness. <laughs> He's got to shine shoes. Right? He sees this dude, he gets popped out of the thing, right? He, he pops himself out of this crate and, and Ozzy's there laying and he's coming after him. He's like, "I want me gold, but first I'm going to shine your shoes." <laughs> like, what? I wish that our faces could be seen by everybody because it's like, <laughs> what in the hell? This is a movie we should have watched and recorded while we watched. Yes. But like a low audio underneath it. Talk about a reaction video. That would have been amazing to just watch our reactions. Because again, I hadn't remembered much of what the plot was or even a lot of what I saw from back in the day. So watching this again, felt like the first time. And boy. And, and we would have had to do that over three sittings. Oh, you do God. realize that, right? God, that is just, it was, uh, but there was so much in this film, all these different things, right? Aaron pointed this out because she watched the last oh, half of it with it? me. No, she watched the last half with me. Um, oh, smart. I mean, I don't know. Is that the better half? There's this, there's the scene where, uh, she goes to the nursing home or whatever is mm-hmm. this old dudes in 
and she's running through the halls, just tearing through, and there's no one else there. There's just one patient, which is O'Grady, and a security guard, and that's it. It's like he's it's like he's Don Corleone or something, right? He's the only one in this hospital. And she's tearing through these hallways. She Chris, runs into this. They're hall- in North Dakota. <laughs> oh, it wasn't New Mexico. No. Remember that at the beginning? Dakota. She's like, I'm in New Mexico. He's like, it's North Dakota. She's like, same difference. More well, not really, it's two different sides of the country. Um, but dude, then you the, so then she's running, right? And she runs into this random elevator which so happens to house the body of this, this guy who's dead. And in his dying, like he's literally there. He's not in pain. He's not moaning. He's not screaming. He's not asking for help. He's telling her about the fact that this thing caught up to him. He knew it always would. And this is how you beat it. Like this is, this is how he chooses to his last breath instead of like, can you help me do something? Get someone in here to we're in a hospital. I have a chance at surviving. There's potentially medical people and equipment there that can do, I don't know, what you need done to, so that you're not. Oh, man. So she finds out you have to put a clover on this thing, right? This is the thing Aaron points out to me. Later on, uh, at the towards the end of this film, this, this eight-year-old kid pulls out his slingshot, which in 93, I'm sorry, I don't remember any kids in 93 running around with slingshots hanging out of their pockets. What are they, Dennis the Menace, dude? Didn't Dennis the Menace come out not long, uh, right around this time? Dennis the Menace is older, dude. No, <laughs> I mean the movie. Oh, was with, it? With, 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 I don't know though. But I don't. Again, uh, even when yeah, that movie yeah. did come out, there uh, was 93. nobody, nobody carrying, carrying. And did you notice that his, uh, his, his, um, the clothes he was wearing made him look like the like Chucky, the little My Buddy toys. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, so here's a picture from the Dennis the Menace, the Stop, Dennis dude. the Menace he's poster. Me he's like literally supposed to be dressed like Dennis the Menace. He's wearing overalls <laughs> and a striped shirt. Yes, and he's got a slingshot. Wow, this kid, as annoying as he was, he decides he's going to save the day by wrapping his gum up with this clover and use his slingshot. Right? Aaron goes, "How the hell did he know that would work?" He wasn't there. The old man didn't tell him. Nobody told him. Remember, he was stuck off trying to get, get uh, what was he, like stuck to the ground with the chain or something? Like he was trying to get out. So he had no clue. Nobody said anything to him. He just ran out of that barn, snatched the, the clover from her hand, and and went to save Ozzy's life. Okay. Here's another plot. Here's another plot hole, Chris. Remember <laughs> the whole when, thing? Well, 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 there's a leprechaun, by the way. <laughs> uh the the um they give the coin to the shopkeep oh god yeah and he gets got obviously yeah the leprechaun jumps out of every conceivable thing with a door that they're you know but here's the thing he takes the gold coin back they don't know that the shopkeeper lost that coin that it was recovered by the leprechaun but ozzy says uh he has the i have the last gold coin i swallowed it Right. Shouldn't there be two left? Right. How did they know? What, like, what was the... Well, and didn't he say, I want me gold? That's all he said. He didn't say, I want the last gold coin back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me back me gold. Man, there was, yeah, there was a lot in this thing. Um, there needed to be another pass on this script. Even the shopkeeper, dude, was just like, can I keep this overnight to study it? I'll keep it in a safe, in a lockbox. Like, sure, go ahead, keep it. I don't care. It may be, you literally just told me it's either $500 or priceless. Sure, I'm going to let you hold it because you're going to write me a receipt. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. That's Come back the next missing. day and be like, remember this? And they're like, I don't even know what that is. We don't give That's, receipts at this shop. Nothing goes missing with receipt when you have a receipt. <laughs> uh, dude, man. Yeah, the plot had left a lot to be desired. Um, there was a lot of ridiculousness in it. The writing was rough, bro. This this the dialogue in this film was just really rough. And it wasn't even that it's of its time because there are really good horror movies from the 90s that, you know, were written well. This was written like, what a, uh, this felt like something that you did with your friends in high school. Like, hey, let's write a movie and like make it so we're all in it. It's all, it's it's a movie about us doing this, these adventures, right? It was, a, it was a very, very, I don't know. All the dialogue in this film felt really strange. It felt like somebody who doesn't know funny, who, I'm sorry, let me rephrase, who doesn't know how to bring the haha, <laughs> was ad-libbing all of their lines. And it felt like someone who didn't, doesn't understand just natural, di- like the way people speak. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't natural at all, dude. Oh, man. Um, even the kid with the, when he threw that, sh- shot that thing, he goes, what does he say? He goes, Lucky charms or some shit like that. Um, I think he said "fuck you, lucky charms," <laughs> which which he says "lucky charms," right? But like when we have to look at the the box of cereal, it's it's what is it? Lucky Clover. Lucky yeah, because Clover they can't cereal. use the trademark of the artwork, yeah, or the or the name, but they can say it. They just can't show because it. they're like we're not talking about uh the cereal, we're talking about real Lucky Charms. Yeah, um, they're always after me, Lucky Charms. Bro, um, I don't even know what I, I, there's really nothing else to say about the plot. The plot to me was just kind of laughable throughout, you know, there was a lot in this thing that was just so ridiculous. Okay. You want to talk about the, uh, the, the little hot rods dude. So he runs into this shed and you hear, you hear the, the soldering going on all of this, like this work happening in this like garage shed and comes out having built this thing in like what, why would he have to even work on it? Doesn't he have magic? Can he just make it appear? Well, uh, from what we were never told or excuse me, why we were never told um, his magic hasn't returned to him fully yet. I'm my, my thought is that it's based on the amount of gold coins he has in his uh, possession. Okay. Okay. However, I guess you can, you know, if you have more gold coins, you can instantly buy an upgrade like you can in most mobile freemium games. <laughs> I've just felt like his, the only magic he could do was close doors. Cause at the very beginning, because they didn't have the budget the to do it. Remember he's coming down the stairs at the very beginning and he just closes the door with his, like the swipe of his hand. And then the mm-hmm. next time we see him and Ozzy's trying to escape, he closes the door. Like that's all he could do is close doors. I um, think it's all they could afford in the less than $1 million budget. Bro, there's a lot happening here. Oh, oh God. No, there was a lot not happening, this like a plot. second or third pass on the script um, and a continuity director. Is it just me? Does it, don't don't bear trap. Wouldn't they snap your bones? Wouldn't it literally just break your leg? Um, I mean, if it's old and rusty, maybe not because it's brittle. Uh, okay. But then you'd get staff and probably... yeah. But I'm, I'm assuming also a bear trap is going to cause more damage to your leg than a Cub Scout could fix. Oh, yeah. It's going to tear the muscle up big time. <laughs> what the fuck? They're like, like get this Cub Scout. She goes, grab, go grab tissues. <laughs> Chris, she's from she's from L.A. And she represents her, her city with her shoe brand, God, L.A. Dude. Gear. This and, is so amazing. And she'll even pay for a hotel room to get the oh, hell out God. of that house. Smart move so amazing dude so amazing mm-hmm. um 
I don't know what else. What else is there in the plot before we move on? Because no. I mean, there's really not much else to say. No, it was rough. It was rough. Let's get into the actors and the acting. You would think when you see Jennifer Aniston, you're like, obviously, worldwide star, megastar, Jennifer Aniston. That's a name that's going to draw. Not at this time. This is her first her first credited feature film. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw this, that she was in a film before this where she wasn't credited. Um, but this is her first actual feature film. Um, mm-hmm. What was it that she was not credited in? I can't remember what it was. Uh no, she was in an off Mac and me. production. 1988 film Mac yeah, and Me. Yeah. How about that? Now I got to go back and watch Mac and Me and see uh, the uh, the Kmart version of ET and see where she's at in there. <laughs> <laughs> she was in but Ferris did... Bueller. Was she? Wait. Oh, hold on. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, it was. Uh, yeah. She, as I said, she appeared in Ferris Bueller. A television adaptation of the 1986 <laughs> film Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice, nice. But yeah, so this is her first feature film cr- credited in which she plays a large role. She's one of the main characters in this role. You would think, you, you know, nowadays you hear Jennifer Aniston and and immediately you know you're making good money on this. But back then, again, this is she's basically an unknown. The writer director. One of the things I read was the writer director of this film was really impressed by her acting and thought. You know, I want her in this film. He literally fought for her to be in this film. Watching this film, I was like, what was he impressed with? Um, the pre-nose nose job. Her acting is rough, dude. Like her acting is like like Rachel on Friends, but worse. Like worse. You know what I mean? Like it is like uh-huh. cheesy worse acting. For sure. It's um uh, the words leaves little leaves a little bit to be desired. <laughs> oh, that's understatement. The yeah, understatement but, of the year. You know, it. You think about it though. Like, so Jennifer Aniston figured out how to act after this movie. Dad, or, look at that spider! Kill it. Or the direction given by the director should probably give some sort of credence to, or give some sort of, I don't know, direction. And if he's just like, oh, just, you know, you know yeah, like right. in, um, remember Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where, uh, where the director is just counting his money. He's like, oh, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gus Van Zant when it's, yeah, it's they're doing Google hunting too. Yeah. Hunting, hunting season. season. <laughs> <laughs> probably something that, um, that Mark Jones, uh, okay. So he wrote the movie. Yeah. Do you think that a guy that wrote this, I don't know, Library of Congress worthy script? Uh, would also be a good director. <sighs> it's rough, dude. It's tr- it really is rough. Um, yeah, true, true, very true. A lot Double of true. her, a lot of uh, of her throughout this movie was very cringeworthy. Uh, the, her the crying scene. Her whole character, just in general, like oh, L.A. I'd rather be there. Yeah. Beverly Hills shopping. But it wasn't. It didn't come off believable. She didn't come off as one of these kind of, you know, what you conceived as that kind of of uh, uh, Beverly Hills girl from the '90s. She didn't come off like she didn't come off like Cher in Clueless. Like she wasn't that. 
Do you know what I mean? She wasn't that character. She was yeah, but that was also well played up, but in a more believable, you're a moron kind of way. Right. This was and, just... and I know that was played for comedy, but she could have mm-hmm. you could have gotten a different actress. I don't think Jennifer Aniston like the, it was wrong. She could have been a Midwest girl that was, you know, having to go or maybe city, New York City, do New York or City. How about she was duped into going here, North, North Dakota, instead of going to Los Angeles and saying, why, why can't we be in Los Angeles? I was looking right. forward to the city, the people, you know, the sun, no rain, you know, and, and boom, I just made a better movie. Yeah. Mark Jones, oh. call me. Rough. Come at me. Rough, rough, rough. Um, so he, she's the biggest name. Well, nowadays, she's the biggest name in this film, but she wasn't the big name in the film when the film first came out. The big name in the film was Leprechaun himself, Warwick, Warwick Davis. Dunn. Davis, not done. Warwick Dunn played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ten years ago. That's a that's a much different movie. Probably a better FS, one too. FSU, right? I think he was a Seminole back in the day too. Um, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, Warwick Davis, uh, well known for Willow. Um, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Willow, he plays Willow. Uh, he hadn't been. I guess he had. He had gone a stretch without doing anything when this came up, and he decided. You know, he wanted to do something against what he's normally cast. He's normally cast in these kind of fantasy roles playing that that kind of magical little person uh-huh and uh this time he plays a he's supposed to play a monster i didn't realize this leprechaun had a name only by looking at wikipedia do i see his name yeah funny how that works love dan love dan well what does the hell does that mean L- lubden maybe lubden? maybe you have to say it with like an irish brogue lubden which... the leprechaun uh I don't okay. That was Scottish, by the way. <laughs> Close, Leprechaun. but they'll kill, you for, they'll kill you for doing that. I don't know, dude. I um, I'm gonna practice that. But yeah, uh, he was in Star Wars. I'll tell you, it was but that you got to admit me. though, you have was, to admit uh, that what, accent was better than his in the movie. It was a it was an accent, <laughs> and yes, it was. Uh, he was Wicket, wasn't he? Yes. In, uh, yes. The the teddy bear orgy yes, of Star sir. Wars. Yes, sir. He definitely was. He's uh, like you said, he was in the. Did you say he was in the Harry Potter films? No, but you did. Yeah, he's Just in the there. Harry Potter films. Um, again, you know, it's it's Warwick Davis, well known in the in the world of fantasy and sci-fi. So mm-hmm. at the time, he is a big name. He's he's the big draw, and I have to imagine that this did nothing, zero favors <laughs> for his for his career, dude. No, you have to get to the fifth one for that to happen. What well, that's the thing, it just kept going, right? Wow, uh, yeah. Um, rough dude, rough, 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 rough acting, even from him. Uh, it was just so rough, and I don't know. I think maybe I, I, I kind of am interested to see what the original version was supposed to be the just the straight horror version because I'm this was interested. Uh, this is this was tough, dude. Um, he, he I, there was you know, all these weird one liner things, and I think it's coming off of the fact that by now you know, Freddy Krueger, that, that became kind of his thing. You know, he originally starts out as horrific, but then becomes almost this kind of pop culture icon and is very famous for one line zingers as a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it felt like that was kind of like what influenced or, or helped inform what they were going to do with this character. Yeah. This character seems like it was just a, a blatant attempt, not even a, not, not well executed, but a blatant attempt to rip off everything that works for every other horror franchise <laughs> but but in air quotes make it funny yeah 
they were basically like, let's just get anybody who's not into acting or taking things seriously and have them work on this film. Ken Olant plays Nathan Murphy, the painter, the guy working on the house that becomes the object of interest uh, of Jennifer Aniston. Um, you know, I've so, never seen anything else that this guy's from, but when I look at his his work, it looks like it's all TV. He was like on Young and the Restless, 21 Jump Street, Highway to Heaven, A-Team. Highway to Heaven. Oh, my goodness. Dude, but the notice, <laughs> the fall one episode, guy. two episode, eight episodes. Fall Guy's a good show. Yeah, well, heck yeah, dude. Murder, She Wrote, Star Trek, The Next Generation. So that's his, that's like his 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 forte there. He had some yeah. movies. He, Nothing for, I, was, I was really into or, or know much. He reminds me of a Joey Lawrence, like from Blossom. Yeah, he had that look. And talks a little bit like Kevin Bacon in Tremors. Yes, yes, 100%. And even had that kind of, you know, that sleeveless Kevin Bacon look going too. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a Joey Lawrence thing too on Blossom. Yes, true. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't, you know, in terms of, I think... Of all the actors in this film, his was the most bearable. But also I, very bland. Yes, but it, there was nothing that was kind of like, he didn't have too many corny one-liners. You know, it was just like kind of, I don't know, some. it, it, it was weak. It was still weak, but he was like the least weak of them all. He was he was like the straight man, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mark, you said this earlier, Mark Holton plays Ozzy. Um, you know, the same guy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, oh, he played Chubby in Teen Wolf also, if you've ever seen Teen Wolf. Um, I have. It's been a long time. But he, he plays this kind of dim-witted dude, and uh, he plays it well. This dude played it well. Okay, so this guy actually plays this character, and he he's very believable as being an idiot. Um, but still, he, the writing was horrible. The dialogue was so bad for this guy. This character would have been perfect as the, like, the bumbling goof in the burbs i think he fits in more in the earnest movies oh yeah <laughs> like this yeah, kind of would. character is an earnest kind of character yeah, but you, you know can't have I mean? too many of those at the same time though right you, you, you can't you can't overshadow earnest <laughs> true I mean, true a, anybody dude, could but you can't some you can't, of the, you can't and they called him kid like he was referenced as a kid like when we were talking to like jennifer Anderson and and, and uh, the one guy nathan are sitting in the diner saying something about the the, the two you know the, he said that they're just kids or something like he, he made a reference to them being a kid also I was just like what this guy's like a grown adult mm -hmm. um and let's talk about the kid dude your favorite actor there jeez man i think he's probably like one of like the uh i haven't looked at his thing but it oh yeah i did look at his imdb here he's again one of these that was in kind of all these t television shows back in mm -hmm. the day falcon crest uh he had a he was he was he on a falcon punch <laughs> one episode of quantum leap uh joe mr nanny rookie of the year full house obviously he'd be on full house notice his name in a lot of these first name boy meets alex. world yeah alex 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 steve alex roger um one of them he's just listed as kid and then the other one he's an <laughs> er nurse in surface um yeah, dude, I get it, dude. Annoying. Like the kid, uh -huh. it was just annoying. He was one of these kind of a kids that you just, I just wanted to slap him. Uh, every time he opened his mouth, I'm like, just slap that stupid kid. Just somebody slap him, dude. He needs to not move, not talk, not be seen. This is a, this is a very solid argument for the controversial take here. Kids should be seen, not heard. <laughs> 
or the hot take this particular kid at well, this time in his life just stop it shut up exactly do i have to come over there with a belt um <laughs> <laughs> more of a muzzle but, but uh, <laughs> you know either one would work <laughs> but you know it's one of these things where we talk about it all the time it's always hit or miss with kids and this kid just came mm-hmm. off as more annoying than than that kind of that kind of charming, smart, alecky boy. You know what I mean? Like this kind of, he didn't come off as a Bart Simpson charm. He came off of like, like I said, just kind of slap this kid and tell him to shut up already. He came off as Bart Simpson before Bart Simpson was like found his footing. Yes. There you go. Yes. Had the hair of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. (laughs) Not every kid at that age in in the nineties, dude. Oh man. Was it like, um, was that like a layered, feathered? I don't know. Like rough. mop, rough. I, I rough. did not have that. I had an awesome haircut at the time. <laughs> Throughout this, I mean, there's other side characters. There was the dad. He was kind of, you know, again. I thought it was Timothy Oliphant at first, <laughs> and, and then it quickly discovered that it was not. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Definitely not Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, he doesn't you know, even we have a Wikipedia page. Sheriff, dude. The sheriff was funny to me, bro. The sheriff was like, call, remember that one scene where he's calling one dude? He's like, he's like, it's Sheriff so-and-so is on the line. He's like, hey, Sheriff, what's going on? He's like, yeah, it's Sheriff so-and-so. The dude just answered and said, hey, Sheriff. Like, you don't have to tell him you're the sheriff. Uh, dude was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, dude, this movie, the acting overall, I, 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 can't, I can't tell you anyone who stands out as being good there's, there's no standout for me in this everyone everyone in this was just kind of like the standouts are the end credits <laughs> god let's move on to the soundtrack you mean that one song they kept playing <laughs> what was it called lucky or lucky stripes or something lucky something rather i don't know but man if all out of luck i'm so it, lost it, without you <laughs> <laughs> making love making love and nothing at all god the um if only metallica had recorded with the san francisco symphony orchestra eight years before they did they could have played <laughs> no leaf clover um let's see yeah most of this is score and yeah there's a song called four leaf clover or something like yeah, that and they played film. it three times if i'm not mistaken Oof, oof. or at least parts of it and it wasn't like you got the touch from the transformers <laughs> the, dude the, the the score on this though um i couldn't even tell i had to look it up to see that it was scored to be honest with you there's nothing that was very you know uh memorable for me you know there's movies that that like it sticks out to me we've talked about it before i i, I always go back to this one all the time is a scanner darkly you know, like the 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 soundtrack, the score can really, really accentuate the film. And this one was it just kind of played as part of a, a Three Stooges style goofiness to the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. I didn't find anything in this that made me feel like, oh, this is a really nice piece or this is really this accompanies this scene very well. Not at all. There's a there's one of the songs uh, on this score is called Rambo. Wow, that's Rambo. Is that because he could shoot that shotgun? I don't even like, know. Like Rambo? I don't even know. I don't even know where that's coming from. I'm assuming that was when the dead guy hangs down from the uh, the elevator. Yeah, but he um, would have Rambo would have killed somebody if he was doing that. 
There's nothing. Yeah, we're not thinking. We're, we're there's there's nothing here. Kevin Kevin Kiner Kinner Kiner. Um, K-Dog. don't know. Don't know what to tell you, buddy. That uh, this was a very forgettable soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the special effects. all practical weren't they yeah some of them were decent to be honest with you some of them were just you know which ones those were those were the cuts where they cut around the bullshit they couldn't figure out how to do (laughs) (laughs) right dude oh man so let's work with with the leprechaun himself he's got an iconic look everyone knows what leprechaun looks like in in the horror world right the horror Mm -hmm. genre um and he looks good he does look good you know it's it's a good looking monster if if you will good looking villain rotting mm-hmm. teeth you know the, the the gnarly you know fingers well and they made it a point to describe him when you've already seen him <laughs> yeah i think if they were they were smart they should have gone the jaws route with this one yeah i don't see just, him for a while or you just see like the back of him or like you know you you see what he his powers are like with the cop in the woods what cop throws his his I don't know. nightstick at I don't know dude. in the air like I don't know it was just that, there was a lot in this that's film. a plot hole plot point of stupidity again we, yep. we're, sorry we've moved on um, <laughs> but you know if if they would have played around with the shadows a little bit more instead of making every nighttime scene so well lit it's like a baseball game mm-hmm. and you made sure like his his visage his face is always in that shining light to make mm-hmm. some sort of funny quip that's what i'm saying it felt like it was just kind of like they um it's almost like warwick davis came in read the script and was like let's let's make sure that i'm seen more okay and let's make sure i have one-liners like for, like roberts got gets in nightmare on elm street you know what i mean and, and it became this kind of let's turn this guy into a character this kind of you know wise cracking character yeah robert Anglin. you said roberts <laughs> i thought i said robert um but yeah dude um i don't know man I don't know. It, he looked good, but other than that, there was a lot in this where it's like, ooh, bear trap yeah. leg, not even close. Yeah, there's um, nonsense. They, they needed to do a lot more, you know, cloak and dagger, hide in the shadows. You know, if if Warwick Davis wanted to be seen, he's not seen anyway because he's wearing makeup. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Um. I did like the end though. I did like the way that looked when he was all melting away mm-hmm. and his that, that skeleton was kind of sitting there and stuff. That was kind of cool to me. I thought that looked awesome. They did it better in earnest, scared, stupid. <laughs> they also had another a bigger budget. True, right? That's true. Um, but yeah, so I thought that looked pretty decent. You know, the 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 fire explosion coming out of the well was kind of cool. But other than that, you know, it it was uh, again. It it looked it looked like it was a, these one of these B movies and not a uh, not a, a higher budget film. Mm-mm, definitely not. <sighs> I don't know what else to say about that, man. No, nothing, not much. <laughs> so we usually before we rate the film, we usually talk about our favorite scenes or or memorable pieces of the movie and what sticks out to you. Uh, I think what sticks out to me is the horror, the her, how horrendous a lot of it was. This line sticks out on Wikipedia. There are seven films in this series. 
and a reboot and a reboot when i heard this was rebooted and i went to go check it i didn't watch it but i, I was like what does he look like now in the reboot right did you look up an image of what the leprechaun looks like in the reboot tell me it looks even better even worse dude i don't even know what it's supposed to be it's interesting really? um but there's so much yeah, i'm gonna let you take a look at that <laughs> there's there's so much in this film that i remember just thinking like what the hell how about the scene when the kid kid gets the bear the bear trap to the leg? Leprechaun just comes run, running over and starts gnawing on his leg, and they all start beating on him. He just comes running over like, "Let me eat your leg." Yeah, like, why didn't he shine his shoes at the same time? And that's the one of the other things. The sh- just throw the shoes at him, or he's just <laughs> yes. Lo- what the hell? This yeah. thing looks like something yes. that should have been in um um uh, uh, uh the, the ritual. Yes. Yes, right. That thing looks weird. It, it looks, looks like, like a, it looks like a deformed golem. Like it came from the caverns. Yeah, it's a chud. Is really yes, what it looks like. Exactly. That is the new leprechaun. And the story is nothing. So the reboot is means it's it's a completely different thing. It's nothing like like this at all. So they're not going the the horror comedy route. This is definitely straight <laughs> horror. <laughs> I'm sorry. I clicked through a couple different links. A couple, and then it put a side by side from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, it put it puts a side by side of. I guess it's from Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh yeah, (laughs) with Hornswoggle. It's amazing. I don't Uh, know, but but maybe this this film, dude. I don't even know. I I I just think we just go straight to the rating. Unless you, unless there's things that you want to talk about that stuck out for you. Oh, this you. makes sense now. The Leprechaun reboot was was done by WWE Studios. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all right. Yowzers. Hmm. Neat. That's real neat. <laughs> you want to move oh, on man. to uh, rating this thing? Yeah. Do it, dude. Yeah. We're going to rate rate this on five. What is it? Five Leprechaun hot rods? Yeah, because <laughs> that's probably the most, quote, normal part of the movie. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to uh, read two quotes from Wikipedia here, and then I'm just going to give my hot garbage number. <laughs> um, said of director Mark Jones, he has no style evident in the film. The film was described as dingy, drab, and a pointless little movie made without flair, imagination, seemingly irreverent uh, by its own bad taste and low intentions. <laughs> And Sight and Sound described Leprechaun as a film which seems to have no concept of target audience. <laughs> That's and, it, dude. We don't even have to say what we thought. That encapsulates everything. Uh, because it was a movie that was made more than I can say that I've ever done, it gets a one. Boom. I'm done. Done. Yeah. I got to be with you, I would probably man. watch the sequels to see how bad they are if Only I started hating reason. myself. Only for that reason. It's, if it's I was only depressed... To- yeah, I would. Not do even that. depressed. Sometimes you just want to uh, watch I need a bad film. to bring film. me out of my funk, <laughs> dude. Yeah, definitely. For me, I'm with you too. There, this movie overall is a one. There's, it's so all over the place. The acting is is leaves a lot to be desired. Um, even with the, you know, they have a, a couple of character actors in this, and some actors who would later on become names that oof is very rough. Um, yeah. Nothing about this film makes me say I'd, I'd watch it again or I would tell people you have to watch it. And I get it. This, oh, this There's a lot of people Anthony. that look at this and say, you know, this is this holds a place in horror history. There's a lot of people who are fans of this this uh, this franchise. 
I'm, I'm just not one of them. It just, it's so rough, dude. It is so rough. So I'm with you. This one gets a one in my, I was, I mean, do, have we ever said a zero? Well, you know what? I'm going 0. 0.5. 0. 5. I did uh, it. We, I think 0. we've 0. done 5. that before, but I'm doing half, half of a hot rod. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's you got a wrecked hot rod there, homeboy. 0. 0.5, bro. If we haven't done it before, hit the buzzer because this is the first time it's happened. And beep, 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 woo, woo, woo. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'll tell you what that I'll tell you what next week makes up for this one. The next episode is definitely going to make up for this one. I can't wait for you to see it. I've, you know, I've seen it and I'm looking forward to watching it again, knowing what I'm getting into. Uh, And then it's going to be fun to really talk about and and break down. We're checking out next week. uh, The Jordan Peele instant classic. Get out. Do you find the being African American? has more advantage or disadvantage in the modern world. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Hey. Yo, my man. They were asking me about the African-American experience. Maybe you could take this one. Oh. Well, well. I find that the African-American experience for me has been, for the most part, very good. Although, I find it difficult to go into detail as I haven't had much desire to leave the house in a while. (laughs) (laughs) We've become such homebodies. Yes, 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 but even when you go into the city, I've just had no interest. The chores have become my sanctuary. Get out. Sorry, man. Okay. Get out! Yo! 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 Chill, man. Get out! Chill! Get out! Chill! Chill, man! We got chill! Seizures create anxiety, which can trigger aggression. It's going to be fun, dude. It's really, I, I really can't wait to hear what you think of it after you see it. It's going it, to, this is going to be a good conversation. Better than this one? Because this one was kind of fun. I was this dreading one was, it. Yeah, but... this one was fun, uh, but it was definitely, uh, it, it wasn't something that I was just like, oh man, we got to, I can't wait to tell somebody they got it. Yeah, no. The next one though, you'll see. You'll see. Oh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm certain. All right. Before we get out of here, got anything you want to tell the folks at home watching, viewing at home? Listening. Watching, watching with your ears. They're they're watching in the the theater of their mind. Ooh, we do we do weave a wed a tapestry, if you will, a mental tapestry of imagination. So here's my uh, mental image: wear your fucking masks. I don't want COVID. Please. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, folks, thanks so much for listening. Make sure you head to the website, bicbp-radio.com. I push it every time. Going to keep pushing it. Check it out. Uh, there are a lot of podcasts out there. Not as great as Silence Your Phones, but they are pretty decent. So check them out. Make sure to support them. Um, other than that, it is now time to unsilence your phones.